Let's do First uh, Peter. All right. And, and, and we spend a lot of time referencing the word. I know we go a lot of places where people don't reference the word or some people misquote the word or some people have their own interpretation of the word. And the reality is, is in this world, it's kind of hard to trust. You know, like I said, uh, born and raised in Newark, New Jersey, I was trained not to trust anybody. And I sure wasn't trusted. And when somebody gave me that Bible, I picked that Bible up and said, okay, I followed the same principles with reading the Bible as I did growing up. If this is true, you're going to have to prove it to me. So I start grabbing scriptures and, okay, if this is true, let me see this work. This is true, let me see this work. So I'm not standing here living for you and, and walking you through the word because somebody told me or because I went to some type of seminary school and, and they brainwashed me or I grew up in church all my life. No, this, I've, I've tried and tested this. And at first when I started reading it, I was like, I've shared this before, what are these black and white words going to do for me? I got stuff going on in my life. And... And, but when it started, the first thing God did, because if you're seeking him, you can find him, is he started to, uh, it was like everything I read was my life. And I was like, well, he wasn't, in, he wasn't there. Like, this was written before my life started. So how is all this stuff parallel in my life? And so you, you owe it to yourself not to be casual with the word. And if you don't believe the word, you know, do like, uh, what's the guy, uh, Case for Christ. What's it? What's his name? Is it Lee Strobel or whatever his name is? He went and researched. Now, he was a, a, a Pulitzer Prize winner, so he could fly all over the world. He consulted with all the, all the best doctors, all the best archaeologists, all the best uh, liter, literary writers, and everywhere he turned, all he could find is God. Um, you might not have those type of resources, but find out for yourself. Man, call God out. Okay, God, you want me to believe this? Show me this. Now, when you make that statement, be ready. Because as, as Pastor Mel was talking about, there's going to be a shaking. <laughs> there's going to be a beating uh, to facilitate a pressing, right? All right, so let's go to 1 Peter 3. I just wanted to encourage you because sometimes we can get real casual when we're around the things of God. And that's not really the heart of anybody that walks through God's doors. That's that flesh. You know, you've been feeding that flesh to flesh, though, not want to be around God's word of truth, a real truth, authentic truth, you know. All right, so 1 Peter 3, no, 1 Peter 1, right? Did I tell you 1 or did I say 3? 1 Peter 1, and, and we ended this with this last week, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified version, okay? I just liked the way the Amplified breaks it down, okay? Again, this is a different translation, not a different interpretation. Right? You go to different countries, they translate so you can understand. It doesn't change the core meaning, it's just people need to understand in their language. So the Amplified is a translation, it's not a new interpretation. All right, so it says, so prepare your minds for action. I didn't say the verse? 13 through 16, I'm sorry. First Peter 1, again, we're talking about today a different spirit, a different spirit. So prepare your mind for action. Be completely sober. So, so you got to make sure you have a sound, clear mind. Now, it breaks down what it means to be sober. It says sober in spirit, steadfast, self-discipline, spiritually and morally alert. Spiritually and morally alert. So sometimes we walk around clouded expecting to find peace in our life. It says fix your hope completely on the grace of God 
that is coming to you uh, when Jesus Christ is revealed. It says, live as obedient children of God. Do not be conformed to the evil desires which, co- which governed, and this is saying past tense, governed you in your ignorance. So like I said, I had to transform a certain life, what I call it my BC days. Well, you know, evil desires govern my choices. You know, lust, selfishness, uh, because I was bitter because of how I grew up. Uh, oh, I won't be hurting by myself. You know, anybody that comes around me, they're going to feel a stinging wrath. We were just talking about this, like, your reputation in college was, don't, don't watch what you say to him, he's going to curse you out. Why am I walking around cursing people out that I don't know? You know, there was so much uh, 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 bitterness and resentment in me. Uh, if you so much as breathed my way, uh, I, my thirst was to, uh, I call it, crush, kill, and destroy. You know, and, and, and so uh, you know, we, me and my wife were talking about this last night, just how, you know, why, does, why do people live their whole life and there's sweet words can't come out, only ugly. Um, because a lot of times it's at the abundance of the heart and the mouth speak. If you've been living in ugly, ugly is the only thing going to come out. If you're consuming ugly, if you're around ugly, you can try to speak nice words, but you're going you're gonna to speak what you consume, right? All right, so it says here, it says, evil desires to cover you in your ignorance. It says, before you knew the requirements and transforming power of the good news regarding salvation. It says, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves. Like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. How much of your conduct? In all your conduct. Now, it explains that. It says, be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. So it takes courage to operate in, morale, in, the, in the right morality, but it takes godly character to not to resist the temptation, right? It says, because it is written, you shall be holy or set apart for I am holy. So again, we talked about this last week. God is, wants us to operate in a different spirit, not a conforming spirit, not trying to... Uh, to be like everyone we are around just to get approval uh, and, be a, and, get, and, and be appeased. And so, so the thing is, some of us, the most of us start out with a different spirit, but we end up getting tempted to conform to the world. We talked about this before. And the scripture says, be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed. You know, so, so transparently, now some of the cool folk in the room, some of the tough people, tough guys, or tough girls these days, right? <laughs> we can't really tell, right? Uh, this is going to be a, a tough stretch, but in reality, none of us are tough. Like, we didn't come out of the womb, baby Finster. You know, so we come out of the room, yo, yo, nurse, what's up? What you slapped me for? You didn't see nobody do that, right? Right? Nobody came out with a piece. You know, I don't know what they call it now because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't live like that anymore. But you're like, nobody came out with their 40 or smoking weed, you know, just came out. Yo, can I, can I hit that? <laughs> did, 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 we, did, did, we didn't come out like that. How did we take on these things, though? See, that we were exposed to them through what we talked about before with manipulation, suggestibility, right? That's the first stage of manipulation. Get your attention. It got our attention. Right? Then the second stage is contagion. Try to get you to go with the flow, right? 
try to get you to go with the flow. Thursday is a submergence. It takes over you. So you lose who you are and you conform. So you lose the different spirit. Even though God fearfully and wonderfully made you, gave you a unique design, you end up conforming. You know, how many of us said, I'll never do and end up doing? I remember I was young. I was like, man, that's, that's, that's nasty. I'm never going to smoke. Never going to drink. Never. I'm walking down the street. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. Ten. I'm, I'm going to give me ten. I might have been eight. I'm never going to do those things. I did all those things. Two extremes. Right? Because don't, you don't never do it because you say you don't never do it. You don't never do it because you stay away from it. Right? But I, suggestibility got me. Contagion got me. And I end up going with the flow. And then I'm a cerebral thinker, so I got to master everything I do. I didn't just go with the flow. I mastered it. I mastered being a fool. I mastered drinking, mastered other things. Uh, we got some young people in here. But, you know, I mastered all that stuff. Like, when I say, like, like I became a trainer. <laughs> I moved up. You know, I became a trainer. I schooled other people how to destroy their lives. People that never did stuff. When I was in college, people never did stuff before. I used to tell my boys, I was like, we'll see, we'll see how they be before this week's over. Before that week's over, I had them doing what I was doing. And I took pride in this like an idiot. So not only was I destroying my life, I, I brought in company. See, but I was designed different. I was designed to influence people, but now I'm twisted. So now God is using this different spirit. I mean, the adversary is using this different spirit to destroy lives. Till I found the light, right? And I was thinking about this because we was talking about this the other day. I was different even when I when I... When I got back to the God, I decided I'm going to be me because that's the only thing I could do well. All this other stuff, I, I just, I'm messing things up. And I was honest with myself. I wasn't fulfilled. And so when I started to make a move towards God, now, you know, I was pursuing basketball, so I'm playing in all the summer pro leagues and all this stuff. So the people I'm hanging out with, they're not living that life. But I love basketball. So I said, I got it. So, so I'm a hoop. But I can't roll like they roll. So when they was doing stuff, I was like, no, nah, I don't do that no more. And, and, and I know that the, the flow is like, are we talking about the trainer? The one that trained us? He ain't doing it? No, 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 I'm done. I'm done. And I had to resist the temptation from conforming to maintain my difference. Right? And so I decided uh, when I reset my life, I'm not, now I wouldn't even, I didn't even know scripture. I know flee fornication, 1 Corinthians 6 now. But uh, I knew right from wrong. I was like, I'm not having sex till I get married. You know why? Because I had a different spirit. So when I met my wife, she was like, he from New Jersey too? Man, please. But no, 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 no. I wasn't, this wasn't circumstantial. I'm not having sex till I get married. So I had a different spirit. Every, anybody can just have sex with anybody. That ain't, you, don't, you don't need to show no love for that. All you need to do is show your loins for that. There's no strength to have sex. It takes strength to resist it. You know what I'm saying? But it takes a different spirit. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. Right? Anybody can just be dragged around by their feelings, by their lust. Right? Y'all mad? Okay, couple couple people, not nah, couple people are. All right, because uh, Miles Monroe said this: "We're born originals. Why die copies? 
We're born originals, why die copies? We're born with a different spirit. Why we, we work every day to get up to try to fly with other people's wings? It makes no sense, right? But there's a fear there. All right, so I'm going to read this, uh, uh, Jeremiah 6, 16. Let's read some scripture so we can kind of get back to, uh, uh, what is it, Revelation 3 says, our first love. You know, our first love is God and what he designed in us. Our first love is God and what he, what he designed in us. Right? I, I remember I was, uh, I was traveling with this semi-pro team in Ohio. And the people that, the, ooh, I was about to say something. I, I don't want to incriminate people. But I'll just say uh, uh, some people weren't always living for God. That's a good way of saying it. <laughs> I just put it that way. And I remember this one particular leader, I came up to him. I said, man, I, seen, I wasn't trying to put him down. I said, but I've seen a thousand of you, you know. And uh, I probably should have said it after we played the game because we was traveling to New Jersey, and I didn't play at all. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> you, know, so, you know, he probably was like, okay, we'll see who. You've seen a thousand of me? Well, a thousand of me is going to make sure you don't get in the game. But, uh, but, but I wasn't really trying to put him down. I was trying to make him aware, like, you're run, you're, 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 you believe you're running game, but you're playing a game on yourself, you know, because this has been done so many times before, and I have seen it thousands of times, you know, and so a lot of times we're running game on ourselves, you know. The only thing that's fulfilling in our life is if we maintain a different spirit. So I read this out of the Amplified, Classic Amplified, Jeremiah 6.16. It says, Thus saith the Lord, stand by the roads and look. Spaces and stand watch. It says, and ask for eternal paths. So these are different paths. It says, where the good old way is. See, the way that God designed. Then walk in it. Don't just ask which way to go. It says, then walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. He says, but they said, we will not walk in it. So God is constantly giving us direction to get right back on path to that different spirit where we'll be fulfilled. But we constantly either conform to the world or lean to our own understanding like, I ain't doing that. Because we've already established ain't nobody telling us what to do. You ever just like hear something and you do realize, you realize it, it makes sense to you, but your body won't let you do it? You know, you ever just get up, you walk out of church, you be like, got it. And then... Soon as you get to the house, you're doing exactly what you said you weren't going to do before. See, that's because we talked about this in uh, Renewing the Spirit of the Mind, right? That's that default. Nobody changes because they agreed to change. They change when they take what they've agreed to, meditate on on it long enough where it becomes a habit, a default. So, So it's not our choice that's messing us up. It's... Our, we, we've, we only agreed to change. We meant to assent, right? Our conscience, we agreed to change. The devil okay with that? Long as you don't consistently try to participate and practice that until it becomes a habit. Long as it's not a habit, he ain't even flinching. He didn't get up from his chair at his office. He got the call, though. Hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lamar. He did what? He agreed to what? Hold on a second. Ah, uh, no, nah, we ain't got no movement yet. No, we good, we good. Yeah, yeah, chill out. Yeah, yeah. He said that last year. 
Don't even worry about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Any year before? Any year before that? Any year before that? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, when there's movement, uh, I'll let you guys know what to do. But we don't, we don't worry about what they say. Christians are always talking. They talk around New Year's, when they're in this service, at the altar, after Heart's Desire is sung. Yeah, 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 they always have it. They, they just talk. They all talk. That's what they mouth say. If you don't see actions, don't worry about a thing. All right, all right. You just give me a call if you see some movement. All right, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That's what's happening. That's, that's, that's what's been happening for a long time. You know, the devil don't care. He don't care about us talk. We, talk is cheap. Yeah, the, the, uh, verse 17 says, I even sent messengers with trumpet, with a trumpet to lead you to the path and you refuse. He says, I even, I even made it loud, almost like, like we're going to war. And you still was like, nope, not doing it. See, what is he trying to do? He's trying to get us out of the masquerade, you know. Because like, like, if you watch, the culture is designed to smother you. You know, from, from don't get mad, from hip-hop to dreads to neo-soul to tats to weaves, uh, contacts. Uh, how could I say? Uh, uh, Huh? How you know what I was thinking? Yeah, I just, what'd you say? The glutamus masculus? Yeah, but all, of the, all the body parts you could buy. How about that? I just put it that, that way. You know, from nappy heads to sagging, you know, uh, the song by, what was it? Uh, was it George Benson? Caught in, a ma- caught in a Masquerade? Was that George Benson? Yeah, Caught in a Masquerade, right? Uh, we, we're, but, but we haven't learned to be authentic or genuine. Like we're caught up in keeping up. And, and I, I didn't say that to put you down. Listen, there is nothing that I've bought that I originated. Anything I bought from a store, guess what? Somebody showed it to me. So I'm not putting nobody down. I wear Adidas. I didn't create Adidas. Somebody else did. You know, I just got to discipline myself not to buy everything I like, <laughs> right? But, but what I'm saying is, so a lot of us have picked up things. I'm not, not saying you, 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 you're not going to grab on style or, or, or things of that nature. I mean, you didn't make the car that you bought, right? But what I'm saying is we've, we end up losing ourselves in these things. You know, you buy a watch as an accessory, but the watch doesn't become your life. You buy a house as an accessory. It doesn't become your life. You know what I'm saying? You put on clothes like, like you, you, you can't keep walking. You got to stop make sure everybody see you. You know, you just move. <laughs> you, know, you, you, you know, last one to leave church so everybody can see what you got on. That's not, it's, it's, a, it's an enhancement. It's not who you are, right? See, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We talked about that last week, uh, Psalm 139. 14, fearfully, God took special care to make sure there's no one like us. He kept adding things to make sure you wasn't like your mama, your daddy, your brother. You may have the same blood flowing through you, but you're uniquely designed. And then he added wonders, a different spirit. So that means there's gifts flowing through you we'll never benefit from if you just keep them to yourself. 
You can look and see something waiting for somebody to come. Guess what? You the one. <laughs> Ain't nobody else coming. It's Stella's gifts, <laughs> right? We all have them. You see what I'm saying? But don't watch us. Get in the game. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, like we, we have these gifts, right? That's why the Bible says uh, with Jesus, uh, John 17, he starts talking to God about the, uh, the people and his responsibility. He said, man, sanctify them in truth, in authenticity. Set them apart in their different spirit, right? Set them apart. Like, like in other words, create a barrier. Remember when Job came, when, 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 um, when Satan came with the, with the sons of God, the other angels, and God said, have you considered myself a servant Job? He said, yeah, man. And it says Job was righteous. He said, yeah, I considered him, but you got a hedge of protection around him, around his difference. Move that hedge, I guarantee he'll curse you. Right? See, so, so what Jesus was saying, put a hedge around them. Like, like lock them into their difference. Don't let them be polluted by the things of the world. Don't let them be corrupt. He's interceding that we stay. When you've done all that you can do to stand, stand therefore. Right? Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Right? Right? So, so, again, my faith is in the power of God. The, the things that he's equipped, the wonders, the different spirit that he put on the inside of me. So, that's why, let's go here, John, John chapter 8. I don't even know if I gave y'all that back there for the people online. So, John 8. All right, familiar scripture, but let's, let's look at it a little bit different today. Because we said, set them apart in truth. All right, so we're going to read verses uh, 31 and 32, focusing on verse 32. John 8. Now, my header, we always talk about headers in our Bible study fellowship early in the morning. The header says, the truth frees you. The truth frees you. It says, then, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, the ones that believed. He says, if you continue in my word. Look, he didn't say, if you agree with what I'm saying right now. He didn't say that. He said, there's something else you, you got to continue in. You got to make this a habit. You got to meditate on the word day and night. He said, if you continue on my word, then you are my disciples indeed. So you're not my disciples because you believe me. You're my disciples when you follow me. Consistently. Right? Because he said, continue in my word. He didn't just say, if you just read it today, you're my disciples. Continue in. Right? You see that? Right? And it says, indeed, in what you do. Right? Now, verse 32, it says, and you shall, and, this is in the conjunction, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, that word truth there means final reality, finished product of what God originally designed. So, we know that when you see accountability, the truth about it, I've told this story before, is it's a butterfly, right? Acorn is oak tree, Right? Tadpole is a bullfrog. You know, the list goes on and on. So, we're frustrated sometimes in our acorn stage. Well, you're supposed to be frustrated there because ultimately you're supposed to be an oak tree. You're supposed to produce a lot of fruit, right? Right? That's what you're supposed to be doing. So, you, you, you shouldn't be happy as a caterpillar just crawling around a tree. 
You should be, the, the frustration is not a punishment, the frustration is so you don't get comfortable as, you know, big caterpillar on campus. No, you want to fly and see the world. But you got to elevate to a point, you got to go through a process, then you got to allow yourself to experience what we call isolation. That's that sanctification, right? So no matter how you, at first you're going to grow, you're going to get your nourishment, you're going to go through your process, you're going to experience some things on a tree and then in the backyard, right? But then you're going to get to a place where it's, it's a season and it's time for God to place a demand on that difference in you, right? Now, but when God places the man on the difference of you, you, gotta, you have to be sanctified. You have to be isolated. You have to be set apart. You have to be in a cocoon. Mm-hmm. Now, in a cocoon, the, under, the unfortunate thing is you got to, in that cocoon, now you have that, your own time with God. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else there. Mm-hmm. Nobody coming, right? And the thing is, if somebody comes, they can destroy your process. So you're struggling to get out of cocoon. You're struggling to get through your process, and you're in isolation. People see you from afar, and, you know, sometimes you might cry, you might play the victim, but no, they can't help you. Because if they, if they rip that cocoon open, you don't go through the process. So all that fluid, all that stuff that you've taken on that's supposed to be work, work together for your good, it does, see, see, it was going to, when, when you squeeze through the cocoon, all that fluid, flushes into those little wings. See, because you can't fly right now. You can't fly right now. But when you squeeze through the, when you go through that process, right? When you go through that process, all that that you were carrying, all that weight you was carrying, now gets flushed and is converted into wings. Now you have, you're strong enough to break out of the cocoon on your own, you can fly and see the world, right? But you got to go through a process, right? Right? So, but you'll know if you're intimate with the truth, that's how you get free. Because you don't run from the cocoon, right? You actually embrace the cocoon because you know it's going to create a different me, right? I'm going to go from crawling to flying. You see the difference? Right? It's a little, 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 uh, what's, it, what's it called? Crystallization? What's it called? Yeah, crystallization. Which, what's it called, though? Yeah, metamorphosis. But what's the, whole, what's the study of it? Is it biology? biology? Okay. Yeah, metamorphosis, that was your, t- that was your, your teaching, right? right. Name of your business, right? All right? I remember I created the artwork for that. Remember it was, a, it, was a, it evolved into a, a, almost like a flying man, right? right? Right, okay. Interesting. All right, so first, first John 1. First John 1, again, we're talking about a different spirit. And so we're, the reason why you're frustrated, the reason why you need to get drunk, the reason why you need to get high, the reason why you, you have uncontrollable lust, because you're thirsty. Remember, remember the message? Can't get no satisfaction, right? Or why are you thirsty? Because none of that stuff that you're taking on is quenching your thirst because you're, you, you have a different spirit. You have a different diet. Right? My wife is O positive, I'm A positive. There's different things that, that give us uh, nourishment. You see what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, so I grew up with, uh, you know, I grew up with foster parents. So I was, uh, I was telling somebody the story the other day, this guy out of Miami. Um, 
And he was saying how, how his size when he was in high school, he said, I think he said his sophomore, he was like, he might have been 266, whatever. I was like, oh. I said, I came my freshman year four eleven. At the end of my freshman year, I'm five one. Uh, I think by the end of my sophomore year, I was five six. Ooh, that's two inches taller than you, right? Yeah, so I was five six, but I was a little guy. But I wasn't little because of my makeup. I was little because I rarely ate. But I was always running and I was always hooping. I, was, I played all sports, football, baseball, basketball, right? Well, why did I barely eat? Because I'm in a household that's cooking things to their liking, but not customized for me. So I threw food away a lot. Snuck it away. You know, remember I told you the story? I would lift up the paper, put the food at the bottom, hide it, wrap it up in napkins. I rarely ate because I ain't like none of that stuff. I'm not the okra dude. They, they was from Rocky Mount. I'm, from, I'm born and raised in Newark, New Jersey. So, so I didn't eat a lot. So uh, I reunited with my family and, and, you know, kind of was growing through some things. So I decided to visit my sister in D.C. Walked into her apartment. I was like, you got anything to eat? She said, yeah, look in the refrigerator. Open up the refrigerator. All the stuff I liked. Like, but I didn't know. I wasn't even around her. Like, all the things I liked was in there. You know, I, and I had went 20-something years with uh, trying to find what I want to eat. I do that now sometime in our fellowships, you know. You know, my wife would tell you, I've, I've been at fellowships sometimes. I say, well, babe, I just eat a salad. I eat when I go home. Why? Because I have a different diet. But I don't just have a different natural diet. Have a different spiritual diet. See, I just can't, I can't, I just can't do everything everybody's doing. No, no, I'm not walking around thinking I'm better than anybody. I'm walking around thinking I'm different from everybody. You see what I'm saying? We, we, we don't need to measure better or worse. What's the comparison for? I'm different, so I need different things. And I don't think it's, it's, it's strange that I require difference, you know, Oh, you think you all that, you know. I, I don't know. You think I'm all that. I just know I'm different. So I'm not doing it. No, I don't think that's okay. No, I don't like that. You know, because you know what? I'm free. You know what frees me is truth, right, Z? Okay, good. All right, first, <laughs> first John 1, 6. So, so again, he says, if you continue on my words, you are my disciple indeed. So you're continuing with them. Now, look here, verse 1 John 1, 6. Now, my header here says walk in the light, right? Uh, and I'll start with verse 5. It says, uh, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness. See, we take on darkness when we conform, when we take on stuff that's not... Uh, Earmarked for our design. You see that? <laughs> I'm sorry. They, they got this track. They don't like a tour. They got their own little. They, they got their own little thing going on here. But anyway, thank God for. See, they different. That's why they different. They don't care what we doing. All right. So first time, uh, verse six. It says, "If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth." So we say we have fellowship with God and we're walking in compromise. We lie and we're not doing the truth. You see what I'm saying? So, so like, like <laughs> we're not partakers of God if we're lost, if we've lost our spiritual truth, if we've lost our different spirit. 
Remember, in the last days, many people are going to say, I cast out demons, raise, raise the sick, heal, whatever. He says, depart from me, you work of inequity. I do not know you. Where's the different spirit that I created? Who is this? Right? See, see, that's our past. Hey, hey <clears throat> how you doing, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for uh, heaven and all the blessings and stuff like that. Okay, so we just need your truth ID card, sir. Truth. No, 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 this is me, me. It's Keith, man, you know. Remember Keith? You know, I went to church. You know what I'm saying? Remember, I just teach, stuff like that. Man, Keith, 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 Keith. Ask uh, uh, Reverend Sutton Sutton. He in there, right? He ain't in there? Oh, okay, all right. Ask Uncle, uh, Uncle Billy. Uncle Billy in there. Yo, Uncle Billy! Yo, tell him who I am. He, he ain't in there either? Um, Cousin Jimmy? Aunt Sally? Man, all them people, I mean, these are the people that, you know, I looked up to. I mean, you know, they wore the suits. You know, they, they, they used to say scriptures. I mean, I mean, they did a little, 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 little something, 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 something here and there, but what's the big deal? You know, could I just get in? I'm sorry, sir. Uh, I hear what you, who you say you are. Um, but according to the script, you're not what we have listed. All right? Oh, oh you, you probably in the wrong place. You probably won't go on that line. You see all those people over there? See, this is the narrow way. You probably, you're on the wrong street. You're supposed to, you, you're, you're, Earmark for the Broadway. That's over there with everybody. No, this is for peculiar people, special people, people with a different spirit. No, you, no, no, no. Uh, I know you're frustrated, sir. But don't try to change up now. You want to be like them? You, 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 sir, it's real simple. Birds of a feather not only flock together, but they go to the same destination. So you might want to go flying with them folk you've been with, but this is a whole nother line. Okay, just for a second, step over here. Look down there. Do you see anybody that looks the same? Nah, that's amazing. There's gotta be somebody out there that's, that's just alike. No, 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 sir. They're all different. They're designed different. They operate different. They've been through plenty of tests and trials to maintain their difference. What did you go through to be like everybody else? Nothing. So you can roll with them. You see the difference? Right? You know, I, I, you know, when are you and all your difference enough? When, it, when, when are just you who you are and all your difference enough? Right? When? Why do we blow so much smoke instead of living in the truth? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I know I told you I was running the place. I'm not running, running the place. They're, they're kind of setting me up eventually. Uh, in a little while, once I go through such and such, I'm going to be like put in the, you know, in the executive uh, assistant to the uh, alternate coordinator's position. You know, just, you know, I, 
That's not what I meant. That's what you heard. That's not what I meant. That's, that's, that's what you heard. I, I kind of do qualify, kind of, well, not really qualify, qualify. Why are we doing all that? When you can display the cracks and get what you need. So you can maintain your difference, right? Ephesians 4, 15 and 16. I'm going to read this out of the classic amplified version and for the sake of time. Please write it down, but I'm going to read through it, okay? Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. Look, it says, uh, rather let our, I'm reading the classic amplified version. It says, rather let our lives lovingly express truth, lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, and living truly. It says, unfolding in love, let us grow up in every way in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, the anointed one. It says, for because of him, the whole body, the church, and all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments which it is supplied. When each part, with power adapted to its needs, is working properly and all its functions grow into full maturity, building itself up in love. See, so if I'm operating in love, I love the life that I have. I give myself to Christ and then I become my difference. But my difference is, is the hand. Somebody else's difference is the arm. Somebody else's difference is the elbow. Somebody else's difference is the shoulder. Eventually, we form the body, Right? But if I, if, I, if I end up conforming, the body can't function the way it's supposed to because something's missing. Like, like, like I've never heard my finger go, see, man, you know, every time you look in the mirror, you're always looking at your face. You don't never look at me. How can you don't put me up now? Finger, you, you look good today. Hold on. Okay, you all right? I don't see the heart complaining. You don't never talk about me. If I stop, you die. The heart is fine where it's at. In the unseen. It gets no props. But it has a tremendous amount of value. A lot of people have had dead faces. I was about to say, I'll see some of them now. I'm just playing. I was, I was, just, I was playing. I don't. Right? A lot of people had dead faces, but they didn't die. Face got numb, couldn't move it. They ain't die. Let your heart get dead. Right? You see the difference? Yeah. All right. So, so the goal is to embrace this different spirit within the next couple of weeks here. And hopefully God snatches us from being pretenders. Right? Being pretenders. Right? Um, and then, you know, hopefully we put on the character of God. Right? Um, see, it's going to take strength to do this because some of us have been uncomfortable with the genuine you. Right? Trying to do everything but be the genuine, like the genuine you ain't enough. For, put, it, put it this way. If nobody respects the genuine you, if you don't get props for the genuine you, you're in the wrong crowd. Because anybody that's essential to your life is going to appreciate your genuineness and your authenticity. Well, we're working, a whole, we're working very hard. And I get it. I get it. So, so, so it was a stage of my life where I was like, well, maybe I'm tripping because nobody's thinking like me. Now, that's a dumb statement. Well, I don't call it dumb. It's just uh, an immature statement because it's not like I interviewed everybody. First of all, I was barely even talking to people anyway. <laughs> so, but I'm saying everybody based on the people I see that I haven't interviewed and the people that I've been around that's getting on my nerves. 
So I've determined that as everybody. So now I'm depressed and don't care if I live. This is back when I was like 17, right? But that's based on what? Limited information, right? Right? And that, that's, that's what we do sometimes. We, we, we get caught up because we're tired in, in these early stages of, of, of our incubator to, to greatness. We get tired of that incubator because it's not a lot of, uh, it's not a crowd there. You don't get a lot of props there. People kind of question you. People talk about you. They dog you out, whatever. Um, so then we, we, we start to conform because there's a, a level of acceptance with that. There's a level of temporary comfort with that. But then that's the, that's the trap. Get us caught in, and then we end up doing all types of things. How, how many of us doing some things, have done some things, we really are embarrassed to talk about? Okay, good, good. Glad, glad we, uh, make sure I was the only one that didn't have my hand up, right? Right. Well, how did you do that? Because we worked so hard to protect against embarrassment. Now, now, the things that people put their hands up, it wasn't the normal, I spilled a glass and they called me um, uncoordinated. We ain't talking about that stuff like that. Listen, we got all types of people here. We got, we got former thugs, pimps. Uh, we got, we got uh, madams in here. Drug, former drug dealers. We got the, we got the whole nine yards in here. You know, we, we got uh, unpray, unpaid, uh, can I say prostitutes? I already said it. Uh, so, yeah, we got, we got those in here. We got, we got, we got, see, see the thing is, ooh, he said that. I might not have called yours, but we got all, all this in here. You know, we got, we, we, we got people that stole, like, I'm, I ain't talking about the regular, I ain't talking about stealing the candy bar from the store. We talking about master thieves here, you know. We got some, I was pretty sweet with it back in the day. But anyway, you know, this is BC day, you know what I'm saying? But we have all that in here, yep. right? How do we do these things? Yeah. You just tell us that's stupid. But I mean, like, we, when we were young, was this our goal? Man, when I, man I'm going to be a thug, thug. <laughs> yeah, so, so Keith, little Keith. Oh, little Keith. What, now, what do you want to be, be when you grow up? I'm going to be a thug, thug. <laughs> that wasn't my conversation. I want to go to the NBA or whatever. But how did I get caught up in all that stuff, right? Start to, I started to devalue my difference. Now, the average says, uh-oh, we got somebody on sameness alert. They want to be the same like everybody else. <laughs> See, he's seeking whom he may devour. Soon as he gets you on sameness, and some of us have been in that trap for a long time. Right? Some of us, yeah, and then we walk around with a badge, you know, my insecurity. Like you bought it or something, you know, like, no, 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 that's, it, it, don't take that serious. That's just my insecurity. Yeah, I, I've had this for a long time. I just carried around with it, carried around with me, you know, just to excuse myself out of being free. <laughs> it's my insecurity. That's all it is. Don't take it serious. What are we doing? We don't have to stay there, right? See, so the goal is for us to, 
to, to really walk in, 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 in reality. Let me ask you this. So how do I know I'm loved or in love for real? Like for real, for real, for real. And me and my wife, was, uh, we was talking about this probably, it's probably like uh, 15 years ago now. Uh, we might have been in 15 years of our relationship. And we was like, we hadn't seen a lot of people in our lives that had fulfilling relationships. And when we looked at them, it wasn't even a consideration because it was like a fantasy to them. And so, and so most people have never really been in love, right? Or have never really been loved. Because you would have to really be you. If you're fronting right now, you don't know if they love you. Change the front and see what happens. Change the front. You know how the fellas, you know, you're young, you know, you, well, now y'all guess y'all stalk people on Facebook now. That's what y'all do. Or whatever, Instagram, what is it? TikTok, whatever y'all do, y'all stalk people. I guess y'all have like, what, 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 what they call secret admirers back in the day, but, but what is it now? You said Facebook what? Facebook crushes? Is that a thing? But, but my whole point is, we had to expose ourselves. We had to at least slip and look bad, right? Yeah. Right, Dry coming up? Like, you got to, the only way you can really stalk somebody, you got to be there. Now, you can, like, be on the internet. You know, they don't even see you, right? Yeah. Right? So, 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 oh, y'all, y'all trying to be quiet? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all want me to flow in the gifts? Some of y'all was on there last night. They don't even know you. But anyway, <laughs> right, so, so then you meet the person and you figured out what they like. So now you're trying to be what you think they like, not be who you are. Then you constantly go through these struggle and battles where you say they breaking brand new on you. No, you keep revealing the true you on them. You know, because you always slip out, right? Like, think about it. Like, like listen, I'm a, I'm a different. I'm different. Like, like if I gotta if I gotta make you love me, what's that song? I'm gonna make you love me. Yes, I will. No, that's the other one. That's uh, Jennifer Holiday. You gonna love me? No, 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 you, no, no, no. If I gotta go through all that, I'm gonna be looking on my shoulder the whole time. Now, 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 there's people watching. I know y'all don't know who they are, but you can interview them. I'm not getting in line. I was like this college, high school. I'm like. Everybody running to the girls' dorm. I'm like, man, I'll go in a couple weeks, man. I'm not getting in line. You know why? Like, I'm not going to make nobody. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because if I'm truly myself, which I am, then I'm going to be loved genuinely. Right? That's what you want to be, right? You know, all of a sudden, like, so, you know, you don't talk much. And then you get to the, the we had a fellowship, right? And you talking too much. Right? Because you're trying to get the person to like you. You're working too hard. What you, what you call that? Thirsty? Right? I didn't say no names. Right? I didn't say no names. Uh, and I'm not saying that to put nobody down because I've been thirsty in my life before. But I got tired. I was like, what am I doing? I don't even know if these people are really going to love me. So I'd rather just somebody that genuinely wants Keith to be Keith. Now, Keith's got to grow and mature. But... 
But at the core, that person wants to be with Keith. That's the thing. So how do I know I'm loved or in love? When my natural man is not tempted to camouflage my authenticity. I know I'm, 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 I'm loved or in love when my natural man is not tempted to camouflage my authenticity. I can be authentic. You understand, like, especially when you're young, you're still growing. So you displaying the cracks means there's some things you're doing as immature. There's some things you're doing as stupid. There's some things you don't know. But you're really going to test to see if somebody loves you. like, nah, I don't know what that is. Nah, actually, I'm afraid of that right now. Nah, actually, I've never done that before. Don't know how to do it. I was talking to a guy at the gym this morning. He's a, a former strength trainer. He was like, man, all these people don't know what they're doing. He said, but I don't want to say nothing because, you know, people get offended. Like, tell me. Tell me. I'm 60, stronger than I've ever been in my life because guess what? People tell listen, I've been, you know, I don't play college basketball. You know, I, people would say, man, I don't want to work out with Keith, man. He, he going he gonna to work you out. Don't know what I was telling them to do, but I was doing a whole lot wrong. Because I just started learning how to do stuff right. Right? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, why? Because I'm okay with displaying the cracks. When a guy came to me and said, can I help you with something? I didn't go, man, help me. At the time, you know, I'm, I'm benching 300. Like, man, help me. I'm strong. He lifting 500. <laughs> Think I might need some help, right? So he helped me. He had me lifting more weight than I have left, lifted in my life. And he was showing me how to do it right without hurting myself. I'm lifting with all types of shoulder pain because I'm doing it wrong. I'm using my biceps. It's engaging my shoulder. I'm ripping my shoulders apart every time I bench because I wasn't doing it right. We're ripping our lives apart because we ain't doing it right. Somebody's trying to help us, and we like, now what you telling me? I'm sweet. I got this. I got that. Do you have what God has designed for you? The Bible says this, Proverbs 19.21, it says, many devices, uh, there are many devices in a man's heart. What are these devices? The Spirit's in there. That's the counsel of the Lord. They are led by the Spirit or the sons of God. The soul's in there. Now, we've talked about within the souls, the mind, will, emotions, intellect, and imagination, right? And your memory, right? right? But, but see, there's a lot of devices, but you want to be led by the Spirit so the Spirit can use your mind, your will, your emotions, and your intellect to your benefit. If you don't know that, your flesh, your feelings will be leading you and you'll find yourself outside of the, the value of the presence and the truth of God. That's having an authentic mind. So we have a, 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 a mind, but we want it to be genuine and authentic. We have a spirit. We want an authentic spirit. We don't want a corrupted spirit. We want to operate in our different spirit. That's why the Bible says, uh, and people question the scripture because it says, if you believe in your heart and, and confess with your mouth. No, it says, uh, Mark 11. Let's go there. You can have whatsoever you say when you, when you pray. If you believe you shall have it and shall not doubt in your heart, something's close to that, right? Mark 11. Let's go with Mark 11 real quick. Only got a few minutes left. I shouldn't have to say that, but I do as people are growing. All right, so Mark 11, verse 22. 
Now, it starts off by telling us what our foundation is. God designed me as a different spirit, so what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to have faith in God, verse 22. Have faith in what God designed. God knew better. He filled me with one if he made me, gave me everything I need. I have to have faith that I have. It's, remember we said it's in your hand, right? I have treasures hidden in this earthen vessel. What I got is enough. I just have to grow it. I have to mature it. I have to hone it through the word and stuff like that, right? And verse, verse, verse 23 says, For verily I say unto you that whatsoever you, uh, whatsoever, whosoever, I'm sorry, shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. This is the key. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you uh, believe that ye receive them and you shall have them. And it also says when you stand praying, forgive. Now, the interesting thing about this, this scripture is foolishness if you don't have a different spirit. This is the scripture that started my journey with believing God. This is the one I tested. Oh, the scripture says this? You know, I was going to a tryout and I, you know, I slammed my knee and I could move my knee back and forth. And the trial was like six days later. So I read the scripture. I said, okay, we'll see if this, is, this works. I'm going to pray what this says. I'm going to believe for the healing. You say your word is healing. And I'm not going to doubt my heart. Now, if this is true, I should be fine. Man, I went to that tryout, man. While I was playing, I, I didn't feel nothing. This is amazing. When I, when I, when, like each day, so I, had to sh- I showed up in pain. Every time I got on the court, it's like I had a new knee. When I got off the court, I was in pain. It was this amazing thing. And I was like, oh, this stuff works. I've never had surgery on that knee. I was there, I had a surgery on my, on my broken patella, but I never had surgery on that knee. To this day, God healed it based on that scripture right there. I wasn't at church, wasn't going by what no preacher said. I'm like, okay, we're going to see if this, this works. But I couldn't doubt in my heart. See, when we doubt in our heart, we're second-guessing our difference. See, when people doubt in their heart, they don't, when people don't doubt in their heart, they don't second-guess their difference because they can't find familiar. That's when people start to doubt. If they can't find familiar, they second-guess their difference. Instead of staying in God's presence and understanding your difference has its place. You know, Leroy Neiman or, or, or what's it, Roger Banner, uh, uh, was a Banneker, running the four-minute four mile, nobody had ran four minutes. But if he was looking for familiar, he wouldn't have ran four, million, four minutes because up to that point, maybe some people barely under six. Nobody did four. But he had to, be, he had to believe in his difference even though he couldn't find familiar. There was no other example of a four-minute mile. What's your four-minute mile? It could be you're the only one in your family that can break out of that mess. Right? Does that make sense? So we we don't want to look for familiar. I'm not going to get into familiar spirits, but I'll just get to this real quick. Luke 11.44. I only have a few minutes, so I'm going to speed up a little bit just so you have this little piece, okay? It says, for I'm the Lord your God. You shall therefore... 
sanctify yourselves, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Neither shall you defy yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Uh, verse 45, for I am the Lord that bringeth you out of the land of Egypt, which is bondage, to be your God. You shall therefore be holy as I am holy. He's saying set yourselves apart. You got caught up in this mess because you were conforming. Right? Scripture says, all has sinned and falls short of the glory of God, falling short of our different, our different design. Falling short of means I'm near perfect. That's what falls short is. We take falling short as I'm nowhere near perfect. Well, all of, all of sin and falls short of the glory of God. So, hey, nobody's perfect. No, 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 no. I fell short of perfect because I need God to cross over into the full perfection of it. Right? Right? It's not living in sin. That's not falling short of glory to God. Right? See, I, I was listening to um, uh, the Dixons, and they were saying something. I thought it was big. They were like, so you're saying one thing. You say words. She says, uh, but they were saying that your words are not backed by a godly life. And she said, words that are not backed by godly, a godly life is poisonous. Because I'm just throwing out words, but it's not backed by a godly life. It's poisonous. And I thought that was big, you know, because Scripture says, study to show yourself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth, right? And so, so just keep this in mind as we go, go into the, the upcoming weeks, we have a different spirit. And those with a different spirit go through a different testing, right? Think it not strange is what the scripture says, that you're going through these fiery trials, right? Right, because those with a different spirit go through different testing. So as long as you're looking at everybody else, you're going to be frustrated at your testing. You're going to think, this isn't necessary. Well, nobody else is going through this. This is taking too long. Is it? Is it really? Based on what your purpose to do, your different spirit and your design, is it taking too long? Is it unfair? It's customized. We talked about this last week. It's customized for a different spirit. But we can, we can, we can almost uh, let our faith get broken down when we start to now assess things based on what other people are going through, what other people are doing, and what other people have been through, and not embrace our process. What was Joseph's reference? Like, look at all the stuff that he went through. Some of us ain't even going through that, and we go, I just think this is unfair. You know, like, based on what? Some of us have had a four or five-year experience, and we're like, oh, my God. So what greatness is coming out of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, go through the process. You have a different spirit. You have a different design. It's uh, those with a different, ex uh, different spirit experience, customized, detailed training. That's what we talked about the other week. Not perceived formalized training. Not what everybody else is going through, right? Remember we talked about that last week, David and his brothers. 
right? They, they went through formalized training. David went through something totally different. But how many people took out Goliath? David. Not David, not Jimmy, not Sam, not Hassan, not Bilal, not Sharif, David. And then as you kept going through the Bible, how many more Davids taken out of Goliath is there? None. None. So he had to go through a different process because he was going to go through a different process. Like, look at these things and recognize they're in the Bible to show us some things. The Bible says uh, God is taking you through the wilderness, number one, to humble you, to prove you, so you would know what's in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Deuteronomy 8.2, right? And so a lot of times we, we're, we're, we've been reading through the children of Israel. We go to complain as to digging deep to find the ingenuity, the creativity, the strength to navigate through because it's trying to build something in our different spirit. So, it's, so and it's not a bad thing. And some of us say, say uh, weird statements like, well, why I got to be different? Everybody in the world has a different fingerprint. Imagine we complain about that. We're all different. Well, why I got to go through this? Because that's your process to facilitate your design. And I think we think it's optional. Well, I ain't going through this. That's what Jonah said too. But this is what you were birthed for. And if if you say I want to abandon it because I don't want to deal with it, so that means you want convenience. Do you understand fulfillment is convenience? Not compromise. We think compromise is going to gain us convenience. We're going to be like Jonah. But instead of eating by a well, we're going to be eating by this life. Right? So, so we have to get back to embracing a different spirit. This is an intentional teaching and the halfway point through supernatural restoration for this year. Right? It's very intentional. Right? Just like position authority is very intentional. It's in your hands. It's all intentional as God is trying to push us through things. You know, sometimes we're not making moves using our creativity because we can't find nobody like us. So we're thinking nobody's going to like this. Nobody's going to want this. And no one's going to pay for this. It's not true. Because, well, somebody... Somebody over there, they did it already. They're not you. They're not even close to you. We're supposed to operate out of obedience, not based on circumstances, and walk in our difference, right? Because we have a different spirit. I'll get into some, some, some other benefits and some power that's attached to that in the upcoming weeks, but I just wanted to... Um, just in, in, you know, exhort and encourage us and remind us. Um, actually, what was, uh, what was your teaching today? Could y'all let him tell us? Reminder of what? Reminder of who you are. He can't make this stuff up. That's our discipleship class, right? When I was going over the information, I was like, wow, this is deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was going over it last night doing the lower thirds. And I was like, look, a reminder of who you are. Like, we can't.
God's trying to get us, get something to us. All right, let's stand on your feet. That's all for today.